I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Sportive. This is episode 20, I think. I'm starting to lose track. Uh, I think it's episode 20, yes. Welcoming back to the studio, Stu is here this week. Hey guys, how's it going? It's been a couple of weeks since he's been, been here. It has been a couple so of weeks. It's, it's good pleasant to, to be here. It's good to see him. Bitching about guys named Todd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that Todd. Todd. Todd is the worst. Yes. Uh, on the line is Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Hey, Clarence. I gotta give Clarence credit. He's hardly missed a podcast this year. He hasn't. So good for him. He's he's like Iron uh, Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. He's the no. Cal Ripken of this podcast. He just shows yep. up and does his job every day. And yep. our guest this week, uh, NBA draft expert, <laughs> so-called NBA coming. draft expert. <laughs> I don't know who's calling me that. <laughs> you have season tickets. You get to be oh, a draft yeah. expert. Okay. At, <laughs> at Rough Cat on Twitter, Dylan Dragswick. Welcome, Dylan. Hi, Internet friends. Hey there. Dylan is a Rand baller from way back. So long time Rand baller. Long time. Way back to the start. And he I'd say. he yeah. owns Timberwolves season tickets. That's you do. I still Dylan? do. Yeah, probably yeah. been five six years. So so he's awesome. like he is the he's got one on his ticket. He's Although, the he's the first he's got he's the first in line. Usually we get the cheapest seats possible, <laughs> and when they raise prices, we went cheaper. Nice. <laughs> so it's actually uh, even cheaper now. Yeah. Hey, can we energize? I know people hate our in-game deals, but. One of the Texas Rangers just got hit in the nuts. I mean, that's kind of, that's uh, straight in the nuts. That's, we can't interject for that. A pitch or a batted ball? A batter. He he hit a fall ball into the ground, Bounce and then it ricocheted up right in the effing seats. Look at him <laughs> going down. Oh, give him the $10,000. Just give it to him. Give him the $10,000. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time <laughs> Oh, Ron Washington has just got his hands in his <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. By the time you hear this podcast, I'm sure the gif of this will be all over the internet. GIF. <laughs> GIF or GIF, depending on uh, Washington Ron Washington's like, man, I'll give you an extra line of blow after the game <laughs> for that one. That's just to take the edge off. 
All right. <laughs> so, nutshot updates aside, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little NBA draft here. The NBA draft is tomorrow. tomorrow. The Wolves have picks number nine and twenty six, and then fifty three and one hundred and twenty seven yeah, or whatever guys comes in the second matter. round. So, I think the the one that everybody's looking at is the number nine pick. And so we were hoping you'd lay out a little bit of what the Timberwolves are going to actually do with that pick. Well, obviously there's been a lot of uh, talk lately about what uh, who's going to if they're going to trade what what what's going to take to move up. Um, you know the, the talk of uh, the Cavs possibly uh, wanting Love, the nine and the twenty six, and then they'll give up I don't know a couple other guys. And I think even Flip Saunders uh, put something on Twitter that sort of laughed about it. Although you never know if that's Wait, what's the yeah. rumor? We're going to trade Kevin Love to the Cavs? Well, that that Cleveland offered us the, the number one pick. Tristan Andy Thomas. Katz had that one, I think. Yeah, and uh, that just seemed like that's a really absolutely steep. asinine. Yeah, yeah, like, it seems ridiculous. Would, why would the Timberwolves trade Kevin Love? I I don't think you would. I would for that. I mean, I, I don't know. They're, you're, tra- it, you're basically trading Kevin Love for Victor Oladipo straight up, I mean, from the sounds of that thing. That's yeah. a terrible idea. They drafts. would get Tristan, Thompson, mean, Tristan Thompson and some other guy that's not very good. That's uh, yeah. That just, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's legit or if, you know, I'm sure GMs are playing games. Is David Kahn leaking those rumors maybe? Because <laughs> he doesn't, you know, he just misses the old days and just wants to do it. Yeah, I think Victor Oladipo has a great smile. So He does have a great smile. Winning, kind. We've we've actually talked about Victor Oladipo several times on yes. this podcast. Brandon gave us sort of regular updates on the Victor Oladipo situation throughout the year. He's the biggest name everybody ta- seems to be talking about. That you know, even the, a lot of people have Nerlens Noel, the uh, center that tore his ACL knee, yep. from Kentucky. That people have him going number one. Otto Porter, I know, is up there. Yeah, Otto Porter. I mean, I've had a couple. Uh, uh, who, and there's like some Alex Len. That's what I was trying about. to think of. He's like a honky from Hofstra or something like that. Maryland, or Maryland, Hofstra. They're the same. Um, nothing like an ACC honky. Yeah. But, they're really. I don't know. A couple of the uh, the poor man mock drafts I've seen. If the Wolves keep the number nine, uh, I've seen Contavious Caldwell Pope is the name. Contavious like Caldwell Pope That's a is good one name. of the greatest names in NBA history. That's right a really there. good name. Yeah, I, and uh, let's see, Contavious is like KCP. Is that the no? If they if they draft him, I'm not going with KCP. Then if they draft him, my nickname for him, I'm coining it right now, is Pope Von. Wolves bust the fortieth. <laughs> Pope John Wolves bust the fortieth. Yes, Pope Wolves bust the fortieth. I gotta, I gotta workshop it a little. All bit. Right, I'll yeah. through, guys. Sorry, keep that's going. okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's yeah. a shooting guard out of Georgia, um, and he can actually shoot, right? Yeah, he, that's, that's the thing. He's a shooter, and if there's one thing the Wolves need, it's more shooting. Is he like? But he's like undersized. Is that that's is he's that his listed as six six. Oh well, that's, that's not bad. Uh, that's, that's not. Yeah, I mean, because not CG, six eight six nine, but still. I mean. CJ McCollum, he's sort of the other option that they're looking at right now. He's from Lehigh or something like that. Yeah, that's right. So he's like six foot two, isn't he? Six three. I have him listed at. We we should mention that Dylan actually brought facts to this podcast. I'm not. I'm not going to look up anything from here on out. But oh, I, no, they're I not going to take a guy that's six two and from Lehigh with the ninth <laughs> pick because that does even I know that's a fucking. There's no chance that guy is panning out. I, I did get a note from Brandon that his 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 preferred pick was CJ McCollum. I have well, a note Brandon, that says he interviews well, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> that's oh, like wears a suit. Or well, that's great. Cleans up nice. Brandon says he's a great ball handler and can score, but, 
but yeah, we don't need him to handle the ball. Yeah, he's, he's got more of a point guard <laughs> sh- shooting guard. I don't know if we need another point guard. I yeah, think. how many point guards do we really need? I think we have enough. I think, if anything, we're going to get rid of some. But I think they need they need more shooting. I think that's their number one. So C.J. McCollum is basically Luke Ridnour, except not white. <laughs> I honestly have no idea what he looks like. I know not from Oregon. Never been in a drum circle. Clarence is going to hate this, but I'm more of a spreadsheet guy. I don't you know watch guys play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, numbers! Just in love with numbers, they give you boners, and oh, love spreadsheet Excel. <laughs> Which actually brings up something else. Uh, Brandon also sent me a note that said Cody Zeller, the Indiana guy, is a stat geek's dream. But if you actually saw him play this year, I, uh, you wouldn't actually want him on your team, would you? I I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of his. Um, He's like the fourth best player on Indiana behind that one, the point guard who was like five foot four. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. I saw a couple places listed him as you know being a little bit more of an outside shooter. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I don't know. Let me ask this question then, uh, from a novice perspective. By the way, we're all from a novice perspective. My opinion is that Macklemore is going to be the best player in this draft eventually. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, he's playing shooting guard, but he really was a power forward in high school. He's only 6'5", so one thing I heard is that he can't dribble, which, I don't know, that seems like a, down, like a bad thing. That can't be true. Well, he doesn't have to dribble. You got, you got uh, your buddy Ricky for that. Ricky will just feed him. He just stands there. He, just, he doesn't need to dribble. But there's no chance we get Ben McLemore, is there? Can't they trade up? I don't know. I mean, I guess if, you, if they trade up, that's a possibility. Is he pop? Some tags. I was wondering when we started saying that. That'd be the, that'd be the one reason to draft him is just because they can play thrift shop constantly. Oh my god, stores. twenty dollars in here. That'll still be hip, you know, in a year oh, from now, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, it's like it's like a it'll be hip. The stand power of Mbop tells me that this will be a. <sighs> Didn't we talk about Hanson one time on the podcast? I believe so. I think I actually sang that for a while. I probably shouldn't drink that much during the podcast. Speaking of which, we should mention our beer tonight. Oh yes, Dylan, who lives. Like two blocks from the Indeed Brewing Company of Minneapolis in Northeast Minneapolis has brought some absolutely delightful beer. What do you have there, Stu? I got the Day Tripper Pale Ale. That's very tasty. Good stuff. Very tart. Yeah. Very tasty. Tangy. Yep. And I have mouthfeel. <laughs> mouthfeel. I have a Shenanigans Summer Ale brewed with honey. It says on the label, and it is delightful. What was the first name of that? Shenanigans. <laughs> You're talking about shenanigans, right? <laughs> Put that thing away! Uh, super Troopers. Sorry. Are you guys Super Troopers guys or Dumb and Dumber guys? Super Troopers. I'm a yeah, giant super troopers. super troopers guy, yes. Still one of the best movies of the aughts. Dylan? Yeah, Super Troopers. Oh, oh yeah. I'm the only Dumb and Dumber over Super Troopers guy here. Yes. So you're excited about the uh, sequel? Well, I don't... It was off again and it's on again. I'll wait till it actually I, comes out. For sure. It's always the way to go. I don't want to get my hopes up. I've been burned too many times before. <laughs> I think it's like one in a million chance that, that it comes out. Still, so I am drinking a Summit, uh, is it Saga or Sega? I believe it's Saga. Sega, it's Saga Genesis? unless you're outstate Minnesota, yeah. so then it's Sega. That's a pretty good one. Those, are, those got a little kick to them there, Clarence. A little bit. That's yeah, why I like them. Bit. Exactly. Yeah. As, you, as you should. Yeah, because my taste buds are dead. <laughs> All that red years meat. Of, yeah, years of abuse. Yeah. Um, Harshly grilled red meat. When yeah, I was at the so. at the summer beer fest a couple weeks ago, Flying Dog, the the official beer of Holly Mantooth. Mantooth, yes, they had a IPA with habanero in it, and it was absolutely strange, but also absolutely delightful. 
Now, that would be too spicy for Clarence because probably, he hates yeah, all spice. Probably. But if your taste buds are dead... I've never had one with uh, peppers in them before, so I'd, I'd be interested in trying I that. Is it like just... Keep- what does it do with it? Does it cut the, the bitterness? Or uh, basically, or? it tastes like beer, and then your mouth burns. Yeah, afterwards. it's so oh. spicy. I've, I've had okay. one, not that one, but I uh, had one at a small brewery once, and went well with chili. But, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I wouldn't be drinking a six-pack of them. No, I think one is probably enough. A palate cleanser, if you will. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go that far. Sorry, Sorry Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence is not really a palate-cleansing kind of no, guy. no. So, yeah. uh, no, I'll, That's I'll, what burgers I'll are for. Yep. I'll cleanse your palate if you want me to. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll this week we though. go off the rails at the 10 minute 55 second mark. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Good work, everyone. All right. Back to the draft a little bit. Um, so as, as someone who's actually studied and is actually looking at his <laughs> facts right now. I had to study because you said I was an expert. You so are the expert. Well, now I had to be. Look at the rest of us. The rest yeah. of us are still You're making the draft expert of jokes. All right, you studied. I didn't. So who is going to be the best player in this draft eventually? In five years, you'll look back at it and say, who? Who's number one? Up? Let's say the Timberwolves pull off this stupid, yeah, they stupid, move stupid, stupid, stupid trade for the number one pick. I, I think who they should sh- they take? I think they should take Oladipo. I think he just seems like the the best bet. He fits the need, and he's got upside, I think, is what... And on Twitter today, Clarence called him Vincent Home Depot. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> so, there's nothing wrong with that. He's got names for everybody. Rena Salt and Pepper from the 96.3 Morning Show or whatever. <laughs> Rena Platypus. <laughs> yeah, that's Greek, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another so, guy, if they, if they want to go, you know, big... A guy that I, I don't know. We, we won't get him. There's probably not, no need, but he just looks funny. Kelly Olenek from Gonzaga. Olenek? Olenek? O-L-Y-N-C. Big white guy, long hair. Yeah, big white Yeah, long hair. Wasn't there a high guy? Like, like a tall uh, woman. The lead Olenek? singer for yeah. the Cars, right? No, that's Okasik. Rick Okasik was the lead singer oh. for the Cars. Mary I swear to God, there was an Olenek in the, in the NHL back in the 70s or 80s. I'm sure there was. Did he have long hair? Probably, oh, I like assume it was the 70s and 80s. And Lost a fight to Stu Grimson at some <laughs> yeah, point. Probably. I don't know. I, he, he's Played a very efficient flyers. shooter, at least. Uh, yeah, but I think he'll be a, a solid guy. I don't think he's worth a, you know drafting up top. But, but he's probably Adam Morrison, right? Like a worse, slightly a lot. He funnier version of him. Yeah, I mean, he's got long hair. He doesn't have the dirty mustache. but well, Nobody has a dirty mustache like Adam Morrison. That thing was arrested in three states. <laughs> so is there a chance that Vincent Home Depot will be there at uh, three or four? That I they would then trade up for. I mean, they're not going to trade up to one. That's that's ridiculous. But no, I don't three think or so. four. That's think, not like ridiculous, is it? Yeah, I think it's you know, Orlando's got the number two. I don't. Yeah. They actually, I was doing a little bit of research as well, uh, looking at team salaries. They had last year the third highest salary in the NBA, and yet they were terrible. Well, yeah, they were the worst team in the NBA. They uh, oh. they won twenty games. Their salary they had about eighty seven million in salary. They probably want to dump it. Granted, where did that go? Well, who was 20, getting that salary? Twenty years plus of it is amnestied to Gilbert Arenas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, serves him right. I don't feel uh, bad for him anymore. <laughs> but I, I I could see them possibly still wanting to just to you know the the problem when you have those high draft picks is you have to pay their the rookie salaries. It's guaranteed. That's true. So. And, you know, I don't know. People will kind of go back and forth. Is this a good draft? Is it a bad draft? And I don't know. Orlando, I could see them wanting to trade out just so they maybe don't have the salary even. Yeah, that's true. But you can't – if you're Orlando and you're terrible, you can't just throw away number two picks. Well, there's a reason they're terrible. Their GM sucks. 
Who's their DM? I have no idea. I don't know. Let's say it's John Paxton. It's John Paxton. Kelly Trapuca. Yep. It might be Kelly Trapuca, actually. I, I actually oh. would believe that. We're going to go ahead and not look that up and say that the GM is Kelly Trapuca. <laughs> or, or Kiki Vandoway. So. <laughs> no, he's Denver's GM, wasn't Some he? white NBA all-star from the early 80s. This is why we need Brandon. Brandon would know exactly Brandon who. Would know. We're missing yeah. Brandon. He, he was on a flight back. He was actually chatting me from the plane just before we started and he was getting yelled at to turn his computer off and stuff. I was kind of hoping we could get him in on the Google Hangout from the airplane, which would be a <laughs> podcast first and also that probably would be great. last. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great thing, but it didn't happen. So once again, we're missing Brandon, who has apparently an actual life outside this podcast. So miss you, Brandon. Miss Say, you, Stu. Yeah. Who was the uh, gal that did the duet with Elton John in the mid-70s, Don't Go Breaking My Heart? Uh, Kiki D. Is that Kiki Vanderwick? No, Ki- <laughs> <laughs> Kiki D. Kiki D. Oh, Kiki D. Yes. yes. All right, sorry. That's okay. So we're saying Oladipo is probably the best player in the draft. I think so. Macklemore was generally thought to be the best player in the draft for a while, and then he started dropping, right? Uh, I think Nerlens Noel has been the number one guy a lot of times. But he has a... Two broken legs or something. He right? had an ACL injury. Tornation. He's also only 19 years old, and for whatever reason, they love young guys. That's what they said about Greg Oden. What happened to him? <laughs> well, Greg <laughs> Oden was not a young him. guy. <laughs> if you just yeah, look Greg Oden knew was he was 37 40. years old yeah. at the time. But. You should have known better. Yeah. Uh, speaking of age, though, Shabazz Muhammad, you guys talked about him before? No. Brendan? No. Okay. I'm not guy from sure UCLA, right? Yeah, guy from UCLA. Uh, in this March, it came out that he was actually a year older than every all the, you know, the programs were saying no. what he was saying. You know, he said he was nineteen. He's, it turns out he's actually twenty. It's going to make uh, me lose my faith in the purity of college sports. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> the Danny Alamante of yeah. college basketball. Wow! So um, he's like but, a Dominican baseball player. Is what I, I don't know why. I mean, I you know, it helps to be younger. For whatever GMs like that, they think you got longer. Oh yeah, that means you know. you're you're better at that. I mean, they compare you to guys who are the same age. Right. So I suppose if your skill set is that of a 20-year-old, but you say you're 19, you look just that much better. And I've never actually heard that for basketball before. Obviously, in baseball and stuff, it's a big deal, but yeah. I've never heard, you know, this guy's 19, this guy's still 21, so we want the 19 guy. Well, you don't want a guy that's like 27. Mm-hmm. Who did like we get? Timber- <laughs> no, the Timberwolves drafted oh, last year. Uh, Was that... Ba- no. Oh, Bismack Biombo? Was it him? Somebody like no, that. No, we didn't get Bismack We had some crazy Biombo. name. Dan Burrell loves talking about Some guy who was him. actually 36 no. Yeah, old. it turns yeah. out like he was ineligible to be drafted because he was too was old. <laughs> David Kahn's very last draft pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves was the guy who was ineligible to be drafted. If you needed a metaphor for the David Kahn era, that might have been it right there. So who was the worst pick? The guy who was actually ineligible or Ndudi Ebi? Duty Evie. Duty Evie. Well, Paul Grant was awful, too. Paul Grant was pretty bad. He, Jesus, God. Rick he was, Rick he was just a big white guy, right? Yeah, like, That'd be like Paul. drafting Greg Steemsma, like in the top five. I mean, Steemsma, for what he is, is just a, Also from Wisconsin. Exactly. Right? That's, that's my point, is that we got Steemsma for hardly anything, and he just he does his job. He goes and gets his fouls and bothers people, and yep. he'll get a basket every once in a while. Whereas Paul Grant was drafted in the first round, and he was Greg Steemsma without the upside. Paul Grant was the Wisconsin Evan Eschmeyer. Jeez, oh, so he was there forever. Oh my God, he is just the worst. <laughs> I believe uh, Randball, uh, our uh, close friend, mentioned that he would see him at First Avenue a lot. That shows <laughs> he is like a big hipster as far as music goes. He goes see like a Lifter Polar show or something like that, and there'd be Paul Grant, all six nine and uncoordinated of him, and <laughs> just yeah. nodding his head back and forth. But I bet he and Kevin Slowey would have gotten along really well. I bet they would have gotten along really well. I happened so. to catch Kevin Slowey batting today without any batting gloves on. Yep. Got a hit, too. <laughs> oh, worked. God. 
Scott Diamond got a hit too today. Yeah, tonight. he got a hit then back off slowly. Yep. Well, but that's just you know, Scott Diamond, he got to the fifth inning and just got torn apart. What is his problem? <laughs> that is just we'll so get weird. to that later. Yeah, let's keep talking. Let's keep talking Sorry, NBA no. draft just until we finish this. All right, so we're saying so, yeah. Oladipo and Mclemore are high. If the Timberwolves don't trade up, who would you rather they pick? C.J. McCollum or Kentavious Caldwell Pulp, assuming they are both there. Because once you get down to the ninth pick, anything could happen. Uh, I, me, I think I go with the Kentavious uh, Caldwell Pope. Just he's more, the, he's, he's more the shooter. That's what we need. Okay. Yeah, and Pope I agree. Bust. <laughs> yeah, Pope Wolves bust the fortieth. Pope yeah. Wolves bust the fortieth. Yep. It needs to be a hyphen in there. I mean, we were there's a hyphen. Shopping, it's it's done. Just yeah. let it go. Yeah, let's push up it right now. He'll get, he'll get it. Okay. He'll get it to work. Give it a week or two, okay? Pope something. Pope John okay. bust the fourth. Pope something. Get, okay. like a, get like a flow chart. We'll get and like there. A black yep, magic sorry. marker. We'll get there. Send yeah. out some. Send out some stuff to the email list, and mm-hmm. we'll throw it around the around well, the circle. You see, John, the joke is that there's been a lot of busts. Pope. That's what I got to work around. So it's got to be like the. The five billion. Maybe you can work with his first name, Contavious. You only need yeah, to change a vowel. Contavious. Contagious. Contavious. Uh, <laughs> the joke is, is that they've a lot of Ignore the first syllable. <laughs> Somebody's grandma might be listening. That's what it's orbiting around. Yeah, I know. But a shit tons, and his name is Pope. So mm-hmm. we gotta, I gotta just, fuck. It's there, guys. I'm yeah, we know. Just work, yeah. Workshop yeah. it. It'll be fine in the morning. Yep. I would have liked to have been there when the Caldwell Popes were naming their son. What should we call him? How about Ken? Well, I don't know about Ken. How about Kentavious? That's a great name. I'm all. I'm f- fully on board with Kentavious. Yep. That's a I great like name. I like this naming scheme. I'm all for making up names, guys. Yeah. Yep. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Dylan even made up his own name. Yeah. We're proud of it. We're, we're, we we kind of like that actually. You should have gone with Kentavious for your son. Uh, hopefully, there's another chance. Yeah. You never know. Here you go. There's still time for Kentavious Dragswick. I guess let's see if I had to give that's one a more. great name actually. <laughs> Contavious Drags, you wouldn't fuck around with Contavious Drags. No, Contavious oh. Drags will beat the crap out of you. Uh, he'd probably get the shit beat out of him. Well, maybe, but the important part is he try. Uh, if I had to give one more note about anybody, uh, talk about maybe about Trey Burke, the uh, point guard out of Michigan. Not that we need a point guard at all, but he's one of those guys that you know picked up a lot of steam in the end of the season. You know, played well in the tournament, and that usually never translates well. <laughs> you know, once guys get drafted, just based on March Madness. So basically, we're saying, well, I don't know what we're saying. I was going to compare him to Ty Lawson, but Ty Lawson's actually good. He's just sort of a point guard that gets taken down the draft, mm-hmm. and maybe he's good, and maybe he disappears forever. Well, no, no there was there's been guys that their draft stock rise in the NBA or in the NCAA tournament, and they turned out like Steph Curry. Didn't his draft stock go yeah. way up because of yeah. the tournament, and then he ended up so. turning out really well and. No, David Kahn's going to actually everybody. Johnny Flynn's uh, draft stock shot way up. Yeah, yeah that was too. Yeah. That was from that, what, so, five same. overtime game? Yeah, that five or six and overtime David game Kahn against Connecticut. A yep. I think we need a rule, just don't draft anybody from Syracuse. Yeah, now, yeah tra- and Trey Burke true. was the one guy from the Michigan team this year who wasn't the son of an NBA all-star. Because <laughs> it was uh, Glenn Robinson's kid, Tim Hardaway's kid, like yep. Glenn Rice and Sarah Palin's love child. Yep. And... <laughs> I don't know, Johnny Orr's kid. I can't remember. So. Johnny Orr. <laughs> That's a deep pull right there in case anybody <laughs> was wondering. Bullshit, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. 
So basic. So Brandon was picking CJ McCollum, but the rest of us are going Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, I think those guys will be real close no. together in the draft. Okay. So if they stay at nine, and do we think they'll make a move? I'm think. I honestly think they won't, unless the price goes way down to move up. I don't think there's any way they would move. I mean, I suppose I, Derek Williams is probably the one who would guy who would be most likely to move for them in order to move up. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Is that, that a good idea, though? Would you get rid of Derek Williams if it meant moving if up? Pri- I, if you know, if you were able to get rid of Derek Williams and get you know a, a, the player that you wanted, then I'd have I'd have no problem with it. I guess. I mean, I I I have no problem keeping Derek Williams for another year. That's I'm fine with that too. But I mean, as Flip Saunders pointed out, if Derek Williams was in the draft this year, he'd probably be the number one or number two pick. Yep. So it's a little hard to say we're going to get rid of Williams for the fourth pick or something. Does like that, that say more about Williams or the draft? Um, both. Both. <laughs> it says something about I mean, both he, of them. He looked lost at times last year, and he looked really good sometimes last year. But the lost happened more than the really good. Yeah, he sort of had the Chris Humphreys with the Gophers season yeah. where when you let him shoot 30 times a game, he can exactly. score 24 But they points, needed but someone to do that because everybody was fucking hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, I, I'm willing to give him another year. But if there's a... a decent enough offer on the table to move up and get a player who's more complimentary to Rubio and Love, I'd have no problem shipping him out. Knowing that if we ship him out, he'll turn into an all-star almost yeah. immediately. Just because that's what I happens. mean, it would be the best thing for him. Yeah, exactly. If the Timberwolves trade him. Exactly. So. How confident are you guys in Flip in this draft? Do you guys like Flip as a, as a general manager? Don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Don't know. And we, won't, we won't even know for another year or two, probably. But I mean, Why certainly, I like him more uh, than David Kahn from a nice. he might know what he's doing standpoint. Yeah, he sounds like pure, he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, from a pure entertainment standpoint, though, no, boring. From Kahn with Kahn to be fucking things up right now. <laughs> There'd be right weird now. shit going on right now. He would have made three trades already. Exactly, all, all of them. We'd have to stop recording the podcast because so much weird shit would be going on right now. <laughs> So, yeah, Why I, do that's you have any confidence in? So what I'm hearing from Wolves fans is the only confidence they have in Flip. It's only derived from the fact that he's not David Kahn. Yes, because that's it, true. There's I nothing think, else. He's, tell me, tell he, me what in Flip's resume, in Flip's not in in Kahn's, in Flip's resume gives you any confidence in him during he a draft. Coached the Rapid City Sky Force. I think that's. He played for the Gophers. Yeah, it's one of us. He lives in Golden Valley. Um, He gives Tom Izzo rides from the airport. He buys select comfort beds. He is in the Jerry Kill zone right now. (laughs) Simply by not being his predecessor, he has a grace period. Whether it's earned or not is fair to argue, but he definitely has a grace period, and we won't know if he's good or bad at his job for another year or two, or at least have an indication. So what if he pulls a Denny Green and, like, drafts somebody that was slotted for the, tw- you know, in the 20s? If he, at, at nine, what if Flip drafts somebody that nobody thought was going to be taken until 22 or something like that? I well, he has spent all the capital yes. that he's gained. Yes, that probably. Like, well, everybody Absolutely. Like, this but, I, I just think there. the frustration level or the just complete... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here. The indifference level towards the Timberwolves is such that he really needs to not fuck this up or be perceived well, by to be fucking, fucking it up. up. If he just does what people say they should do, mm-hmm. not what he thinks they should do, what people say they should. If he just drafts this Betty McCollum, yeah, um, Betty, Betty McCollum, everybody will be ha- everybody. He'll get by himself another year because just rather be- than doing what he thinks is smart, mm-hmm. just draft Betty McCollum, mm-hmm. and everybody will just go along with the flow because he's not David Cobb. 
Yeah, that's the easiest I think, goddamn job I've ever heard of in my life. You're just not the person before you. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, Jerry Kill. It's just like Jerry Kill. Just sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Like well, I never I mean, had. I mean, that he's been in the NBA forever. So yeah. I mean, that's my point is he's, he's never done. No, when he, he was with the Wolves. Name these drafts that they that he was a part of that were like holy shit. Was he part of KG? Was that the only one? Really? He was, uh, he was yeah. part of the KG. Yeah, he was there then. I just I don't know but how I mean, involved I, he was. Yeah, from yeah, from what I've gathered, McK- that was McHale's you know That's thing. McHale's I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Flip had impact, but from what I gathered, from what I've read, and I'm not an NBA insider, but that it, basically McHale was a general manager okay. for better. So then he wasn't home. really a part of that. Then what, he wasn't a part of Kevin Love. He was gone by the time Kevin Love was drafted, right? Yep, he was gone by then. Oh yeah. Or Rubio, he was gone by then. So then he was in Washington. Who did they draft that he was around that he had any say about? Uh, did they draft so? anybody worth a shit? Was he um, John Wall? Maybe Urban Hayes. Well, they had the number one pick that year. So oh, no, sure, but he didn't fuck it up. Hard. That's true. Yeah. He didn't draft Johnny Flynn. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's a very it's a valid point, Clarence. I mean, he yep. got the, he got the job because he's Flip Saunders, not because of his uh, general manager acting. Uh, and that's I'm not trying to. I really don't know enough about it. I'm I'm trying to get answers. I, from yeah, an I, outsider's perspective, there, I don't there are good questions that don't have answers yet. I mean, well, he very well may just be coasting on you know the fact that he's Flip Saunders, but he may well, actually know what I he's doing. Him, but we don't know. Yeah. If I were have to him, wait. Then I would. I just go with Betty McCollum or the um, Pope John Buster. Or whatever, workshop and, it. Workshop it. Yep. Yeah, and I, just fucking set my you know fucking drop anchor and just ah what the fuck I'll sit out here and on my pontoon and just relax <laughs> rather than take a chance on who we actually think is right. Why? There's no there's no upside. We'll have our answer in 24 places. hours on what he does. Well, I'll have my answer in like 36 because I'm not staying up to watch well, it all. It gets fairly early. Oh, it goes a lot quicker than the NFL what, draft. As far as drafts go, guys, what do you what's, what do you like the best? What's your favorite draft to pay attention to? Or oh, hockey? No, <laughs> <laughs> I actually do NFL. like the NHL draft. Oh, I'm gonna go get a beer. The prospects are <laughs> incredibly the- awkward. They're just they're the, all these 18 year old Slovakian kids who look like they've never been on television before. <laughs> yes, that's and true. They have a girlfriend that's who they're clearly going to drop about no. three minutes after the draft is over, <laughs> who's basically hanging on as long as she can. And it's yep. just, it's kind of hilarious. Is it on TV? Uh, it's on Canadian the NHL TV. Network, oh. which is like TV, but okay. not quite the same. It's on TV esque. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that I, is I, awesome. Are you, yeah, I've actually I, I used to love the NFL draft. I mean, I would you know skip school to yep. watch the NFL draft when it was on a weekday and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, now it's just I'm not so, a fan of the three day thing. Oh Jesus! That was also back before Chris Berman was completely yeah. insufferable. Exactly. Too. I mean, I watch the NFL yeah. Network now, and there's plenty of insufferability to go around there with Michael Irvin at yeah. at all. But yeah, sure. it's kind of lost. It's I I don't I kind of just check in and when the Vikings are going to pick, I'll. You know, see what's going on there, and you just you know swear about Brad Childress. Yep. Just because the know, MLB draft is kind of fun too, just because you got Bud Selig looking like he lost his glasses. How, how many rounds does Bud Selig stick around for? He like, sticks around for the first round, and he kept saying he he kept saying something like it was the 2011 draft this year, something yeah. like the that. The 2011 draft sponsored by Cracker Barrel and Brandon <laughs> Airlines. Uh, first pick for the Washington Senators, Jeff. Guy, uh, why doesn't the M- MLB handlers, the MLB network handlers, just set up like a whole different studio? It's like a, you know, like a paper. T- it's not even real. It's uh, you know, just tell Bud, no, nope, yep. this is the draft over here. Just okay, and not even tape it, you know, and have like cardboard boxes that they have <laughs> pretending are. He won't know the difference. Bunch of interns who are sitting there pretending <laughs> yeah. to be teams. 
and then have a whole separate draft that's actually the real draft, and you know somebody else can handle. it. Yeah, Bob Costas be, reads the picks or something. Why would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> that would be way better. I, I really, I'd say the NBA draft is the second most watched one for sure behind the NFL draft. But because people know who the players are. It's also probably, I'd say it might be the most entertaining. It probably is. I, I love the outfits that the yep. guys have. That's always the best okay. part every year is when they run back and show you all the old outfits, what guys were wearing. They, they always put on a show. That's that's the part I like about it. They're yes. like on this, yep, I'm going to be on TV, I'm going to look good. You know what, I should yeah. wear a houndstooth suit. Yeah. It won't be dated at all, even though, <laughs> no. you know, Jalen Rose, it's 95, wore like a red five minutes after it's suit. done. Yep. Who's the guy that had like the no, tux uh, with the pink cummerbund? Was yeah. that Kevin Pitts novel? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been Kevin Pitts. That might have been his prom picture. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Pitts novel's prom was at the NBA That's, draft. I think it might have been. West Virginia's got some fucked up shit. Going to some junior in high school that mm-hmm. year. It's like, yeah, let's just go to the draft instead of prom. What do you think? How has Kevin Pitznagel not played for the Timberwolves? By the way, I don't know. That seems I think like he has, and we some, just forgot about it. Yeah. Sign him this year. He should just you know for a camp body. Get the pit snog. Camp body. Somebody for KG to punch. Mm-hmm. Who would KG mm-hmm. punch if he brought, came back to the Wolves? That's an excellent question. Was that, I don't Great know if Randall asked Alexi Shved, probably. Probably Shved. I asked yeah, him all Steve's that today, up. and I said, I said Steve's somebody Steve's, said that. Steve's could actually stand up to, for, to him, though. Rickard was scrawny. Well, Steve's is filled out. I think it would be Shved. Uh, Shved's kind of tiny, and you know he's not, as, he's not as important as Rubio. So, If you're going to punch somebody on that team... What about, say, Chris Johnson? God, I forgot. Uh, he's <laughs> kind of a gamely, uh, little-used... Yeah, he, he could be Michael Jellybelly, for all I know. I can't remember. I could never well, tell those two Well, it's got to be apart. some little-used front-court player. What about Berea? He just seems yeah. like he would you know, oh. do something, say something to just deserve to be punched. Something <laughs> racist, probably. <laughs> I'd pass a hat for a card to punch J.J. Berea. Jesus. <laughs> And I like Berea, he's, yeah. but he's just... But so, still, there was you some... Could, you could see how everybody would be aggravated. Like, yeah, I could see how you wouldn't like him. There was some oh, talk yeah. about how Berea oh, was going to get traded. Awesome. I was like, yeah. 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 Yeah, I like Berea a lot, but yeah, they could trade him and I wouldn't be that yeah, sad. Yeah, he's the Pierzynski of the Timberwolves. He is the Pierzynski. You know, he's such an aggravator, just the guy who like, you know, just like bothers you. Kind of known for flopping too, isn't he? Yeah, oh, I think very so. much known for flopping. And I, I think he's the kind of guy like you know after the game, hey, we're gonna go to the you know get a bite to eat, maybe go to the club later. And uh, oh, here comes JJ. Yeah. We're just going back to our room. Shenanigans, shenanigans. Oh, all right, probably stuff him in a locker. Yeah, shaving cream. Yep. One more thing to mention on the dr- on the draft is that the Timberwolves also have a second first round pick, which is the number twenty six pick. Is that pick worthless, or is that pick actually worth something? It's uh, San Antonio Spurs. It's worth something. If it's the Timberwolves, yeah, good luck. Brandon actually sent a note in that identified an actual player that I'm pretty sure is not a real player. Uh, Russian? He, he mentions, yeah, well, possibly Romanian, because his name seems to be Gorgiu Dieng. And then uh, in parentheses yeah. it says, yes, Clarence, that is a real person. But it is a guy. <laughs> He's yeah. from Louisville. Yep. Center. Is, it, is it Lewalding's brother? Uh, I think it's spelled it's not the same way. It's yeah. D-I-E-N. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's close. Um, okay. Uh, first name, Georgi? Uh, except it's not Georgi. Clarence, it's help me out. You saw Georgie? Hunt for Red October, right? I did. That was yeah. the name of Sean Connery's character, wasn't it? Gorgi? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Yep, that's, yes. Wow. Wow. Very good. Alec Baldwin, yeah. yeah good, good, good movie. Good movie. That's yeah. what he wants, huh? That's his pick. Well, yeah. Guy, okay, so he wants Sean Connery so wants for Hunt for Red October, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he wants uh, the guy from Betty, Betty McCollum. Okay. Wow. 
I guess that's fine. Betty and Gorgie? Yeah. I like how we turned a guard from Lehigh into the 5th District Congresswoman <laughs> from Minnesota. <laughs> we're good that way. Ramsey uh, County. I'll throw lose. a name out we're who I think. start talking about Betty McCollum either. <laughs> if, if they keep the 26, I'm, I'm going to throw a name out we're Jamal Franklin from San Diego State. I think there's another shooting guard, another possible shooter. Would they, they take they two get. shooting guards, do you think? Uh, Just why, because why they not? It makes sense. Better than taking three point guards. Yeah. True. Take Are they going to get rid of Ridnower? He's the one with trade value, I believe. Yeah. Ridnower has trade value? Or more trade I value. I think so. Then. He's a serviceable backup yeah. point guard. I mean, yeah, but for so was. For like a playoff team that needs a veteran backup point guard, he's probably got some value. So was what's his name that we gave away to Milwaukee for nothing? Ramon Sessions? Yeah, Ramon oh, Sessions. Yeah. That's the yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get like a you know first round pick back for him, but we might get like a second round pick or like a project or something back. So if if the Timberwolves could trade up trade up by g- giving away the ninth and twenty sixth, how high would they have to go to make that worth it? I, I by the sounds of it, they're gonna have to throw somebody else in there too, whether yeah. it's Derek Williams or whatnot. But mm-hmm. I think I could see that getting them the number two pick. Really? I I, I think don't so. think it's that's hard, true. It's hard to know. I don't know. It it's uh I don't know what it takes them, you know, the new C B A rules, teams are worried about payrolls and that kind of thing, so I don't know. Do the Timberwolves have people? I guess they kind of do because if Kirilenko decides to come back, it's $10 million. And they want to re-sign It doesn't sound like Kirilenko's coming back. He's not really making noises like he wants to come back. I think he wants more money. I think Khan promised him a little bit more, you know, that he was going to re-sign him. And once Flip came in, you know, Kirilenko still wanted that to be. It was a two-year, $20 million deal, but it was like a player option. Player option, option, yeah. Okay. Because Kirilenko, he's an awfully good player, and he's a lot of when, for a lot of the season last year. If you like numbers and spreadsheets, he was our best player last really? year. Yeah, he was really good when he was healthy. He was, really but at the same thing, time, you know he played like forty-one games last year. Yeah, yeah so you he know he's going to miss got, a bunch of games. He's got so. the bad back. I don't think that's worth. I don't know if that's worth ten million. And he's and he's probably going to be gone the year after that, or you know maybe something like a two-year deal. And he is the weirdest looking motherfucker on the planet. Yes, he is. He's not normal looking at all. Yeah. Do you like his wings tattoo on his? Shoulders? No, I don't. It's terrifying. <laughs> Who's more? Ter- who is a more terrifying tattoo? Kirilenko's wings or any of Pekovic's tattoos? Um, I think Pekovic's uh, tattoos are nice because I'm afraid he'll hear this. Yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> he'll he crush is. me like a he bug. Has very strong ears. <laughs> yes, He's going to break in. I mean, the I'm door. sure not that Kirilenko couldn't kick my ass either. But um, well, let's be honest. Any one of the Timberwolves, up to and including JJ Barea, could kick every one of our asses. Probably yes. <laughs> is uh, Pekovic back? Is that for sure? Is that, sure? that is no, not he's no. Sure. He's, I think those two guys are like the NBA's. You know, on the list of the top free agents this year. So. People are going to go after him. I mean, you're going to need to pay each of them $10, $12 million. So my, my hope is that they re-sign both of them just because I don't want it to be like the Timberwolves missed their chance once yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I just want one chance for all these guys to play together, and maybe, just maybe, they can actually be good for once. You don't get that chance, John. That's not the way life works. No, I, believe happen. me, I know, Clarence. Yeah. I had dreams Never once, happened. aspirations. Mm-hmm. I thought life <laughs> was going to be a good thing. Then I became a Timberwolves fan. Yeah. Felton Spencer ruined my life. Ruined everyone's life, Felton Spencer. All right, let's move on from NBA draft because I want you guys to rank something Twins-related. I wanted Bro-bro. Kyle Bro-bro. Gibson called up, I think, starting yesterday. Yeah, He's like starting Saturday. on Saturday. Yep. He's starting against the Royals. We were, we're finally getting to see Kyle Gibson after he pitched 127 innings mm-hmm. or whatever. Rochester. He's got 130 inning limits, so enjoy yeah. those first three innings. On Saturday night, guys. Exactly. <laughs> so I want you to rank your excitement for Kyle Gibson on a scale of Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Garcia and Kyle Gibson. 
Who are you most excited for? Who are you least excited for? Those three. Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson you're most excited for? Yes. Out of those three? Yes. We're even talking at the start of the year when this podcast devolved into Ricky Rubio is Mm -hmm. dreamy and Aaron Hicks is the best thing that's ever happened to the Minnesota Twins. Yes. You're more excited for Kyle Gibson? Yes. Really? Yes. Now, give me some reasons why that is. Uh, I have one reason. The Twins have no good starting pitching. Yeah, they really don't. Whereas they have some good position players. And um, there's clearly some more potentially great position players in the minor leagues, but the Twins have no starting pitching. So I am very anxious to see if Kyle Gibson could be a good number two, number three starter in the major leagues. That's what we think the ceiling is, number two, number three? I think number two is what I've seen from what I like to call the ball guys. The ball guys. The ball guys. Hashtag ball guys. Not the ball guys. His ceiling is a number two starter. Not the ball guys, no. And honestly, the Twins could use uh, one, two, three, four, and five. Yes. Because they've got five, five starters right now, and some of them are sixes. Kevin Correa could be a serviceable fifth starter. Kevin Correa is absolutely... He's giving you fifth starter numbers this year. He's absolutely a, a fifth starter, but... Everyone else is right now. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Exactly. I have no problem with that. Then hang up. They would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then hang up. They would trade Kevin Correa right now. Oh God, yeah. If they, had, if they had a halfway decent offer, Terry Ryan would make that deal in a heartbeat. Oh yes. But yeah, Kyle Gibson easily is who I'm. Yeah, like with a bullet. I mean, this is this is important. I will watch every inning of the Saturday start. Really? Yeah. It's. Am I wrong? Huh? I I don't know. Let's see what does Clarence agree. With I think you? Clarence will agree with me on this. I think. Uh well. But, but I, I know he loves Aaron Hicks because I love him too. But I think he'll agree with me on this. I was extremely excited for Aaron Hicks when the season started, and that's the standard you're using, right, John? Yep. Yeah. Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Garcia is on yes. this list. How excited was I over it? Now that got tempered after he went over the <laughs> over his, April. Yeah, uh, three hundred, and uh, so I'm not as excited. I think I was probably more excited for Hicks because it was. April. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited for baseball in yes. The winter is long in Minnesota and hard, and we got so much fucking snow, and my snowplow broke, and I'm just tree fell scraping down. my fucking knuckles, and the tree fell down in April, and I had it is a giant fucking tree. You guys, I, sh- I Twittered pictures of it. it Huge old tree. tree. I was so goddamn sick of winter, and it was like, Fucking somebody save! I need just savior from the heavens up above. And here came Aaron Hicks hitting home runs in spring training, and oh god, I just was so excited for him. Just because I was excited for baseball in April, I think I just got caught up in it. Now, you know, it's June. I'm still excited for the Twins, and I want to see how Gibson does, but I can't get ex- as excited. I just can't. Um, not that he can't be a better player. Than, than Hicks, relatively. It's just a temp, it's just a matter of how base how I feel about baseball between April and June. That's it. 
And Arcia, Arcia's Arcia. He's just this big, dopey Saint Bernard. Um, Who can hit a ball of five hundred fucking miles? Yeah, you know he has that same kind of uh, spark in his eye like Carlos Gomez yeah. did. Where mm-hmm. Gomez is more like a, a black lab, you know. Just Gomez was the go, black do, lab do. of mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, he just you could throw the ball out there a billion times and he'd go and get it. And he was just <laughs> loved to run, he, go go get it. He loved to run and he was fast. Where uh, I think Arcia's more got that. You know, he's still kind of dopey, but he's more of a Saint Bernard, where he's just bigger and stockier and. I don't know, it probably rams his head into stuff that doesn't even <laughs> notice. You know, it just, like, knocks over the coffee table and, oh, fuck, I'm sorry about that, guys, and <laughs> walks away. I don't know. I I love them both, but uh, Arcia, just because it, it was April and March. That's it. Does that make sense, or am yes, I it does. crazy talk? But okay. I, I want to give you my list a little bit here, too. For one thing, I think I might be more excited about Arcia than Aaron Hicks, just because he seems like the natural successor to say Kent Herbeck, just sort of that big dumb animal kind of thing, which sure. is exciting yep. for me. Number two, I'm not particularly excited about Kyle Gibson. And the reason is that he's twenty six years old already. And Hicks is twenty two and RC is twenty two or whatever they both are. They're both basically in their early twenties with a lot of time to grow. Mm-hmm. Gibson's already in his prime, basically, and his prime's like three more years, mm-hmm. and then it's over. Correct. So you know maybe he'll be a number three starter, but his ceiling is basically Scott Baker. And while I agree that that's better than any starter the Twins have, yeah, it's hard not to be more excited about a guy like Arcia or a guy like Hicks. That you know Hicks's ceiling is Tory Hunter, basically, or. <laughs> Even higher than that, and and RC has been compared to Bobby Abreu, which is a, yeah, not, exactly. Not half bad. I that mean, is awfully yeah. good. Yeah. Whereas you know, Kyle, the second coming of Scott Baker is just not that. And, and again, I, I will just reiterate that my enthusiasm for Kyle Gibson is entirely based on the team that he pitches for. That's true. I think that's but, reasonable. That's fine. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're both. I think that there's no wrong answer to this, just because I, I honestly, I, I think Hicks and Arcia both have. I mean, they could be really good players for a long time, mm-hmm. and. The Twins just need pitching so fucking bad. There I mean, really is nobody else, is there? Until you get down into the Trevor Alex May Meyer and, and Trevor Alex May. Meyer. I mean, that's I mean they, they, they I mean they need those guys to pan out so so badly. Do we have any oh. idea how those two are pitching? They're both at Double A, right? I believe Trevor May has improved of late. I believe Alex Meyer is still in the DL. All right, he's on. He's hurt. Yeah, yeah he, but it's uh, not. A, it's not a shoulder. So that's the that's the key. It's more of a. Yep. It's a, it's a relatively not a career altering injury. And it's not a torn ligament in the elbow that no, we're going to not an undiagnosed yeah. for four months. <laughs> it's not an undiagnosed Tommy John surgery that's going to have him out until 2016. John's actually hitting his head right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's entire. I mean, they need Kyle Gibson to be good. They need him yeah. to be a three. A two would be just there should be a fucking parade for Kyle Gibson <laughs> if he turns out to be a number two starter. Do we know yeah. anything about him? Does he throw hard, or is he just a good pitcher? He throws hard. He throws hard, and his pitches move, I believe, is the thing. Which, which is, is what you yeah. want when you're a pitcher. Yeah, exactly, especially a starting pitcher. Hashtag ball guys. Everybody. Hashtag ball guy. Yes. <laughs> this is where you go for this exactly. insight that you can't get anywhere else. You want a pitcher to throw well, fast misses bass, with movement. what they say. Yeah, yeah and that's... The parlance. They just need it parlance. so... They need it so bad. How much of the excitement is just that we haven't seen him play yet at the majors? That's, yeah, that too. A lot of the I mean, how, how many starts... Do we give him before you all of a sudden are, you know... Turned on him? Yeah. Five. Five. 
One and a half. <laughs> one and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm done with him. Well, we gave Mike Pelfrey an awful lot of rope, so we got to give Kyle Gibson some, too. No, I'll, yeah. That It does kind of bring up an interesting question, because they they called up Pedro Hernandez sort of to replace Pelfrey. Petey. We call him Petey. Petey Hernandez, <laughs> yep. who yep. went on the DL to because of a strained back. Mm-hmm. And now Gibson has sort of replaced Hernandez. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to call up Kyle Gibson and then send him down after one start or two starts. No. no. So who goes back down? Scott Diamond, I think, has really? got to be on the hot seat by now. Yeah. You, you can't keep going out after the fourth inning. You just can't. I mean, that's it's got to be him. But he's I, also, I don't know what his options are, but he's, yeah, I, just because he was good last year doesn't mean he's guaranteed. He was good last now. year just because he was the best. He was, the be- the he, was, he was the best of a bad best lot bad, last yeah. year, and now he's part of the bad lot this year. Isn't so. P.J. Walters still ahead of Diamond, though? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about P.J. Yeah, to shoot him into a <laughs> – catapult him into a swamp or something. I don't care. I mean, P.J. But. Walters is sort of part of that AAA rotation that is yeah. actually not a bad AAA rotation. No, that has Vance Worley and P.J. Walters. P.J. Walters is like that Liam 4A Hendricks. starter yeah. that people talk about. I don't know if he's even 4A. That's true. He might just be a AAA, yeah. But – but yeah, I have yeah. If it's yeah, if Walters is actually in the rotation right now, yeah, he's clearly the guy who's going to go. It's a little hard to keep track of who's actually no, in the rotation. Shit is. I know Correa's there, and now it's Kyle Gibson, and then after that, it gets a little. Did you still around? I miss Sammy. He's my guy. Did is actually he's really fun to watch? He's what basically for those of us who grew up with Les Straker in the Twins rotation, he's basically just a guy who just came out a Latin American guy who just came out of nowhere and. Mm-hmm. Ended up in the World Series, so it's yeah, he's Les Straker. Les Straker was the guy. Then in 1987, mm-hmm. I was really excited. You know, I was five oh, years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to be. And <laughs> yeah. I was really excited about the Twins, but he was the only guy on the Twins I didn't know what he looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still like when I was playing in the backyard and stuff. It was just like, and hey, Les Straker, whatever. Yeah, but you know, Burt Blylevin, so on and so forth. Did they all have mustaches? Yes. Pretty much everybody in the 87 it, it was, yeah, it was still, you know, you had a mustache if you played the mustache Up to and including everybody Keith in Atherton, who had the worst mustache in baseball history. Keith Ather- yeah, Keith Atherton had the, you know, don't come within 200 yards of a school Yeah, he mustache. looked like the gym teacher that liked to throw dodgeballs at kids while they yeah. weren't looking. Yeah. I don't think Greg Gagne had a uh, mustache. I don't he couldn't think Greg grow Gagne, one. Yeah, he tried, he but he couldn't grow one. He didn't have enough, enough you know. And I think he was, a, he was a big Jesus guy, so I think that was actually against his religion to grow mm. a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> But. There were some great mustaches on that team, though. That's absolutely true. Oh, the G-Man? One oh, the guy had his mustache. Jesus, God. He's Italian, and his yeah. arms, his forearms looked, looked like he had wrapped them in a rug. Like They were just hair, just fucking <laughs> hair everywhere. Fucking he always looked like he just showed up like from the set of an, a Scorsese film. He was an extra, <laughs> yes, you know? It's yeah. like, <laughs> hey, guys. Big nose. Yeah. He just had big mustache. It's Italian. Yeah. Most Italian-looking guy I've ever seen. Was. God, I love Gary yeah. Gaetti. Tom Bernanke, great mustache. Love that team. Frankie V. Frankie, Frankie V, uh, great man, mustache. Yeah. Did Blylevin have a mustache in 87? Yep. Yeah. Might have been a part of the beard. Might have been a full beard. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a beard. Well-trimmed. Yeah, it was, well a, yeah it, was a, it was an Aguilera beard that he had. It was, it was well nicely trimmed. well Aguilera beard, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Jeff Reardon had the beard, too. Jeff Reardon, oh, yeah, Jeff Reardon. That was... Reardon's was not well kept. Oh, that, <laughs> no. was, uh, that, that was a, that was a sign. We should have seen it here. coming. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to Sport of 20 Nostalgia Night. Sorry. Yeah. This is actually way more fun than anything else we've ever done. It's just reminisce about the 87 <laughs> Twins. Then we'll just go through yeah. one team every year until mm-hmm. we get to like the 96 Twins and we all just drink and yeah. swear words. <laughs> I, I remember in 87, I grew Lawrence up in Nixon. Ex- Come on. <laughs> I grew up in Excelsior, uh, 
that year and Kent Herbeck lived somewhere in Excelsior so like we threw a parade for him <laughs> and he signed a bunch of autographs and so did his wife for whatever reason so I had a baseball with Herbeck's wife Herbeck's signature and his wife's signature that's, kind of awesome. Awesome. that's pretty great <laughs> Kent Herbeck was pretty much my only favorite player in any sport ever so Yes, by far. I, I remember at uh, at a church like retreat or something one time, some like motivational speaker came in, and he had gone to Jefferson with Herbeck and told us stories about how Herbeck Kennedy. used to beat the shit out of him all the time. <laughs> Ken- Kennedy, yeah. Wilmington Kennedy. I was gonna Kennedy. say I know Ken Herbeck wasn't a motivational. No, speaker. no, he wasn't. But that was yeah. Apparently, so that's. I don't know. I, I have that image of him now, just beating the shit out of people. <laughs> sounds about, that sounds, sounds about, about right. Pushing people off first yeah. base. Uh, <laughs> he did not push him off first no. base. Ron Gandy. I, I have the bobblehead in fucker. my office. He's, yeah. He pushed him off. You run yeah. 4,000 miles into first base, you're going to trip over yeah. it. That's just yeah. going to happen. Momentum. It's science. Sorry, Ron Gant. Yeah. You were out. All right. Let's talk about the other. Th- you know, we called Dylan the NBA draft expert, which he didn't particularly like. But he is an expert in doing completely insane things. For example, last summer ran on a 100-mile race. Was it like a loop where you just ran it was, it was out laps around? The- it was in the Black Hills. Started in Sturgis, uh, fifty miles out, fifty miles back. How depressing was it when you got to the turnaround point and you realized uh, you still had half the, were the turnaround? Bikers I- chasing you, or why were you running that? Far? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You know, I've got Russ Archambault was chasing I, him with a knife. I, I, I learned, you know, you know, there's a reason my, your parents don't want you hanging out with a certain crowd because you start, you know, doing crazy shit yeah. with them. And I hang out with a group of guys that run and do these crazy races, ultra marathons, and. All of a sudden, I got in the, I, you know, got it in my head that I should do a hundred miler as well. So, yeah, signed up, did the uh, the Black Hills one. It was probably like ninety five degrees that day. It's yeah. always ninety five degrees in the Black Hills, oh, except in the winter when it's fourteen true. below. Uh, it goes from fourteen below to ninety five someday in April, and that's how it stays until yes. October. My my memory, you know, parts of it are a bit fuzzy, but I remember that you know turning around at fifty miles. Uh, some friends who had come out to help support me. Somebody made me a, a, a sandwich. I think it might have just been a cheese sandwich or something like that. I had some Mountain Dew. I got about a hundred yards out, you know, from the turnaround. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was, she uh, at the turnaround. You can have a pacer, you know, with you just to make sure, you know, you don't do anything crazy or stupid, yeah. get off course, whatever. Anyways, I started to cramp up. Then my shoe was untied, so she bent over to tie my shoe. And right at that moment, she's down below me. I start. I know it's coming up. The cheese sandwich yeah. is coming up. Yeah. And luckily, I you know turned to the side because if I'd have thrown up on her, I oh, she would have quit. She was Yeah, that might that might have been this it. one on your own, honey. I think you know that. I mean, that's yeah, that's grounds. Don't 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 throw up on yeah. your wife. That's um, nope. time that's your sportive wisdom. top tip for the week. Yeah, don't throw up don't on your don't wife. Don't throw up on your wife <laughs> ever. Just a bad idea. Uh, but yeah, that was the turnaround point. I, but uh, so it took me about twelve hours to get to the fifty mile mark, and then the uh, the biggest problem I had at that point was chafing. <laughs> oh God! Oh, sure. Oh yeah. Um, sure. It was the worst chafing I've ever had. Like normally, well, yeah, you just ran fifty fucking miles. You're going to chafe. I am not. You know, since it's a podcast, you can't see. I'm a big guy. I'm six five, and you know, I'm in the what they call the Clydesdale division. You know, which is like the way. So my thighs were up together just on a good day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I run 100 miles, and it turns out it gets pretty bad, you know, oh, yeah. no matter how much Vaseline or body glide. Gold, skin so much gold. Uh, by the time you were done? So much gold. Like, it, was, secondary it was like chafing up my ass crack. It was, oh, oh. <laughs> it was the worst of all time. And I changed I'm shorts. I face on the Google feed here. Kept getting, <laughs> <laughs> kept getting <laughs> Clarence is just Did that compare to the nut shot at all? Is that, uh, 
Well, that's very southern. Uh, ass crack chafing. Yeah, that's, that yeah, was they, the, they have barbecues together. The ass chafing and the nut shop. They uh, live right uh, next door. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, so the oh. the last fifty miles, especially once the chafing and all that. Uh, I knew I could finish, but I it was a lot of hiking and walking, and I ended up finishing in about twenty eight and a half hours. Uh, Nonstop. Yeah. No. I mean. Oh, sitting down a little bit of aid station. They'd have an aid station every, I don't know, seven miles or so, and, you know, get some more food, drink. So basically this Changes. is like the human Iditarod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. That's I ridiculous. Like that. How many runners are eaten by coyotes? Uh, <laughs> there was quite a few that day, I think. Oh, I imagine. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was, I think there was 100 oh. starters that race, and only like 30 people finished. Oh. Yeah, well, it was yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah. But um, you did finish. Yeah, I finished that's though. So, I get like a I plaque to put I, on the wall. You a, you get a I, yeah, I a medal and a big no belt way. buckle. Yeah, just just an outrageous belt buckle. You, if you add together all the running I've done in my life, it wouldn't equal a hundred miles. Yeah, Cumulative, all of it. I, all of it. Well, there's a, probably with good reason. I mean, I've I've been injured since about September. Just have haven't run as much. So it turns out it, it, it's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know who knew. Yeah, who knew <laughs> running 100 miles? Bad idea. Who knew except everyone who's ever been alive? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you did the 100 mile. What yep. other stupid races have you done? So the other one, uh, another one that wasn't uh, it wasn't a race, but it was just, you know, me and my stupid friends decided, hey, let's go run across the Grand Canyon and back. Um, so we had about right 14, <laughs> we had about 14, right. 15 guys, uh, and we, you know, started out on one side of the Grand Canyon. Um, Ran down, ran across, back up the other side, and then turned around and go back. And that's about a total of 44 miles. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Unbelievable. The, the, the elevation, you know, at the, on the south rim, it's about 7,000 feet. North rim, it's about 8. And in the middle, it's around 2. So, you know, there's only two hills. They're just really big. <laughs> it's like North Dakota. Well, <laughs> and both the hills are in Valley City. Yeah. Uh, it was, I remember, you know, getting ready for that one. Uh, I got a book the the Christmas beforehand called Death in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and it's just somebody put this book together that just chronicled all, like, every person that's died in the Grand Canyon. I mean, the chapters are kind of by section. So people falling off the cliff, that's, like, yep. that's you know, yep. that's probably the most obvious. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Eaten by wolves. Yeah. Exposure, the, uh, <laughs> I suppose. The uh, Darwin Award of the Day for that, ge- that one section was uh, the the dad who you know, pretends to jump off the side to his daughter. He oh. thought there was like a little ledge right below that, that he was going to pretend. Well, it turns out he fell all the way down. And oh. He died. This is an awful story. But anyway, so there's, that's a terrible story. <laughs> you watch that's this. Story. But so I've read this book, you know, there's stories about that. There's people that, you know, just while driving people that died of dehydration, uh, the FAA was created because of the grand Canyon, because so many planes would be flying low, you know, trying to get the scenic view, and uh, <laughs> flying pla- to the side like, of the canyon. Two different two planes crashed, like head on, you know, crashed over the Grand Canyon, and that's why the FAA was created. Really? Yeah. I did uh, not know that. Did you yes. know that, Clarence? That's no, learning right I, there. I, I did no, not know. <laughs> that's the most interesting fact we've <laughs> ever had. That's, 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 a that's an actual fact. And you looked that up? Uh, I mean, I read that Before in the, the book. show. Okay. Before, read it in the okay. book. He did so. not look it up. Yeah, if it was show. in the book, it must be true. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. What other, the, the river itself, that, you know, that created the, 
the canyon. Uh, a lot of people died in that. Either just you know the water is so cold coming mm-hmm. from the mountains and whatnot. People just dive. You know, Did you have to run out. through the river? No, there's bridges over that, so no. I you know never had to do that. So you didn't have to swim across and die of exposure. Thankfully, no. That would have. I mean, the <laughs> yeah, it, that would have been ridiculous. It was. It was running a, down into the Grand Canyon and then up the other river. side is not ridiculous. It's not but. like a slow moving one. It was like you know the. Uh, what is it? River runs through it, kind of thing, or some yeah. crazy rapids. But, uh, but yeah. So I knew all, you know, going into it, all the ways to possibly die. So uh, we <laughs> kind of we tried to, you know, we went out there with there was fourteen, fifteen of us. We tried to use the buddy system so that you were always at least with somebody. Mm-hmm. That last that lasted about t- five miles. Cause we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just quickly kind of people run at different paces, and you know, people mm-hmm. go get left behind. Um, there was one guy that got to the north rim, so twenty one miles over to the other side, and just had a really hard time, shortness of breath. He had to st- he he stayed there. A couple guys stayed with him. Mm-hmm. He eventually had to get a ride from somebody back around the canyon. Jesus. Uh, so he's the only one that got a North Rim you know, T-shirt that trip. Uh, we call uh, that a rim job in the Grand Canyon <laughs> yes. and the Rob business. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, but I just remember, you know, on the way back, it just I just being miserable. You just it was so hot. I remember having a water bottle. And I'd spray it on the back of my neck, and it just felt like hot air. It was, it was, it, was it got to be about 110. It was oh, just ridiculous. No. I mean, I immediately. Oh. I mean, I. I don't think I would ever do it again. I remember at the time thinking I definitely wouldn't. There's times now I think maybe I would do it again, having a little bit better idea what what goes into it. But, uh, you know, I did finish. Everybody but that one guy, you know, made it. He eventually, you know, he lived. So that's mm. good. Um, but yeah, that's, you know it's a successful race yeah, when everyone lives. Nobody died, so that was a positive. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was pretty bad. It was pretty crazy. I remember just having to like hike up a hill for about a hundred yards and then just sit and rest. <laughs> but Ugh. yeah, so that's that was the, you know the other dumb thing I did. So uh, the other dumb crazy thing I've done, which uh, not as dumb, more fun, depending on how you look at it, is uh, the beer mile. Uh, so describe the beer mile. For so those of the us beer mile, beer. you can go to beermile.com. There's there's legit there, rules. This is a it's thing. It's on the internet. I, I looked yeah. it you were involved in this beer mile. I was not involved in the running. I was I witnessed it though. Yeah. All right. And I was I was impressed. So I've hosted it three different times. Three different times, I think. But so the idea is you you run a total of a mile, but every quarter mile, right beforehand, you have to drink a beer. Um, the rules are, you know, it's supposed to be just a regular 12-ounce can, Not can't be wide mouth, has to be at least 5% alcohol, so generally most light beers mm-hmm. don't qualify. But, yeah, you chug the beer, run a lap. Chug a beer, run a lap. Four, you know, do that four times. And uh, are people actually racing? Or Yeah. yeah was, no, they, were, they were running full tilt when I, I was on it. So, I, there's other, so the rest of us just can't show up and walk four leisurely laps while drinking beer. If you can, I think the key to well, a beer pussy. The key no, to sorry. a good beer mile is not so much the running; it's really chugging the beer and being able to. You know, that third and fourth one are really, you know, it's really the gut check time. So are the winners Literally. like on Literally. six minutes for uh, uh, well, time here? I all three times I did it, I I won. So well, there you go. First off, uh, <laughs> it was around with me and Stu. Was, as I don't. I think one. Of, I think the, the time Stu was there it was probably around ten minutes. I did have to run a penalty lap. If you if you throw up at all, there is a there is one penalty lap. Which, but there's a max. It's only a, it's a maximum of one penalty lap. So yeah. it could be a strategy. So you could throw up as many times. You as You could throw want. up as many times as you want. It's yeah, really. I mean, it's that carbonation and foam. That pull that the trigger you. like right away. Just pull the trigger. Line up on the starting blocks or whatever. Yeah. Pull the trigger. 
get the puke out of the way, run your, yeah, that's genius. Yeah, so, but yeah, I've done that. I've run some, if you really want to see how the beer mile is done, look up uh, Nick Simmons' beer mile. He's a guy, he was in the Olympics, an 800 runner, so right. he's really fast. Uh, he did it in right around five minutes, maybe just under. Oh, uh, just ridiculous, but so I mean, you f- figure he's running a 420 mile or something crazy. And Are you allowed to drink beers. while you run, or do you have no, to stop? No, you have to do it at the while you're stopped, you like right stop. at the you know sort of start finish. And there's no walking division because uh, you can walk. I mean, you just got to move. I mean, my my brother is a is a big guy as well, also Clydesdale division. Uh, you know, he's probably six feet tall, but like 260, 270, and he did pretty well at the beer mile just because he could drink beer. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people were more in the 15, 20-minute range in our group of friends. Uh, yeah, you just have to drink beer. So, What's the slowest time ever in the beer mile? I, I don't know. In, I mean, your, uh, in a beer mile, in our you group, roasted? Right around a half hour or yeah. so. I don't know. My wife's pretty proud because she was one of the only uh, – a couple of the years, she was the only woman that drank full beers and did the full thing. Like some some of the women were, like, drinking half a beer or well, that's whatnot. cheating. You yeah, can't do yeah. that. No, it's all against beer uh, mile. Yeah. It's all fun. I mean, yeah. nobody was breaking any records. We won't post no. anything on YouTube. So. No, you need to play it by the rules or get the fuck out. Yep, no, well, I agree. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. You got to respect the beer mile. <laughs> if you respect the beer mile, the beer mile will respect you. That's right. If you don't respect the game, then why are you even there? Yeah, I don't know, Stu. Why didn't you do it that day? Because uh, I was in the process of going to a bachelor party, and I oh, you didn't want to be drunk. I do. <laughs> I didn't want to be all sweaty and crap. I wanted to be presentable when we got to yeah. nice. Right. You do You do want to be presentable when you get to yeah. a bachelor party. Exactly. The strippers don't really like when the guys are all sweaty to begin with. I don't think we went to a strip club in that one. I just think we went bar hopping. Right? I just didn't want to feel gross and sad. Yeah. But I, again, <laughs> more so. It sounds like a strip club. <laughs> more so. <laughs> I didn't want to add fuel to that particular fire. Sure. Well, I... I I, people have been bugging me again. I haven't done it for I've, that was the last time I've done it. That was three, four. That was four years ago because it was right before I got married. I remember. But anyways, people have been bugging me since. I haven't done another one. I probably need to do it. You know, now that I'm now that I'm a father, it's probably should it's probably time. Yeah, it's about time. You got to get your son involved. I think the sport. I think sportive should be there. We should. We should a live we broadcast. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I a report we all need to do the beer mile. I think everybody should do the beer mile. Addition yeah. somehow. I think. Yeah, I had, like, I had no problem making a road trip out of that. We need handicaps. Clarence? Like Clarence has. Clarence, to you like to drink beer? Time. <laughs> <laughs> and do stupid shit. I'll bring my kids, and they can watch your kids, and then you know. Oh, that's well, I, you just. That's half the battle right there. And, exactly. Yeah. It's and all about <laughs> doing stupid stuff when you're a father is all dependent on having somebody to watch the kids. Because <laughs> exactly. you just only watch the kids, yeah. the wife will usually be on board with it. It's like, well, who's going to yeah. watch the kids? Well, you know, yep. I got Terry down the block. He's, you know, has been arrested for a good six months. I mean, so. <laughs> he's really turned it around. He's really turned it Aaron around. Aaron Hernandez style. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. So. But yep. yeah, that's, you know, the whole thing. Once you got the kids taken care of, you know, the wife's pretty on board to get out of the house every once in a while, too, you know, so. And, you know, we, we've talked on the podcast before about Brandon's son, who just loves He loves run. running. He should get in there. Maybe he can be, you know, they he have very, race. They have variations on the, at BeerMile.com, like the chocolate milk mile or something like that. Oh, God, I would throw up right well, away. No, right away, I would throw up. Jesus, God, Terry. Jeez. Can we do – you guys are discriminating against people that can't run long distances either. So is there something – I'm better, more, you know, like the beer yard. Yeah. Or the beer, something's, <laughs> something's shorter – 
That's the boot. You just want to boot. You know, yep. I'm, I got my good first step, and then after that, or like the push mower awesome. beer thing. Yeah, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you get a part section of the yard uh, done. Slam a beer. I already yeah. do that. So section yep. of the yard beer. Section of the yard beer. The beer oil changers. Yeah, yeah. beer. Prime the engine. Oh, no, there's a beer. <laughs> I gotta think this through too. Change uh, the air filter. Beer. I heard about beer softball. Where you have to get, oh, if you get on base. If you get on base, you have to you have to drink the beer before you get home. You know, reach yep. home plate. That sounds right. Yeah, that actually right. is more of a the sport of speed. Yeah, yeah. we're not really distance runners on this <laughs> podcast. Built no. more for speed than for distance. <laughs> we're, well, we're not built for anything. We're built more for sitting still and drinking while sitting in yep. front of a microphone and saying horrible things about anything that happens to come to mind. Uh, this uh, friend of mine does a variation on it where it's more of a beer relay. So each person still ends up running a mile, but you do a two-person relay. So, you know, person A drinks the beer, runs their quarter mile, and they tag off. Person B goes. And uh, I remember the one year I was doing it, uh, the owner of uh, a certain running store. Uh, I don't want to name names. but uh, Nobody's listening anyway. Nobody's so listening anyway. Jeff, well, uh, Jeff Footlocker. Jeff <laughs> Footlocker. Uh, well, the, the, the owner, uh, an owner and manager of the TC Running Company. Huh. Uh he, you know, ran fairly well. He and I got teamed up, and everybody thought we were like the dream team of beer relays. Yep. If there's such a thing. Um, and, the rookie uh, hobby in Cal Nacho Well, he had, turns game. out he had never done one before. <laughs> he made the rookie mistake of, one, drinking before it even started, and two, like having a big dinner of like a pork sandwich oh, or something like that. Boy. And that's a bad idea because by the third one or so, your stomach's a little full, and... Yep, and he didn't. You know, he didn't follow the strategy of just just let it happen, just throw up, and just keep going. You know, because <laughs> I think there there wasn't even a penalty. It was just, just you, you know, it's just time. Yeah, but he it took him forever, and we we finished terribly. There's such a stigma over throwing up. I don't know where this came from, and I think America as Americans, we got to get over this. Did he throw up from drinking too much. Eh. That sounds like a hashtag that we did a new campaign we to start. Gotta, yeah. Throwing up is this. okay. Yeah, can't we get past this? Aren't we uh, grown up enough as a nation? Get past the past the puke. Get past the puke. Past, gotta get past the stigma of throwing up while drinking. Well, fucking yeah, I was drinking a lot. That's what happens. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's <laughs> America. Happened. We are yeah. a nation of puke and rally. Exactly. Well, that's, that's how you handle it. Yeah, that's how do you handle adversity? That's you nailed it. That's right. Yeah, if if we had you know. Right in the middle of Revolutionary War, if we gave up because of the stigma of, oh, we're getting beat. No, in the wilderness there. Fuck. We'd, Valley you know, Forge. Yeah. Speaking French. It, yeah. <laughs> um, when you puke, you just got to gotta fight right through it. Right? It's all about how you handle it. I like that. I like our sportive history segments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's over when the Germans run <laughs> No. So beer miles, we got teamed up. Is it legal where I like I drink all your beers and you do all the running? Is we we had that happen. Or? I mean, a couple of women did that. Did they do the running or the drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I think one of those kinds of things. It's just fun. It's fun to have people yeah. out. And, you know, people dress up crazy sometimes. At some point, we'll have a sportive field day. Oh, that could be good. What else do we do? Uh, we also want to have a Darts. moment where the official. <laughs> Yeah, oh, town yeah, ball player of the sportive Brandon tries to strike the rest of us out. Oh yeah, you got a bat against him. Yeah, kind of like Joe's versus see if, pros. Yeah, but, see if yeah. any of us can even touch anything that he throws. That sounds like a good alpha. Is he a contact pitcher? What do we know? I don't know. Does he? Is he going to pitch underhand? 
He's got to go to players for scouting report. He's left-handed, so I th- I'm right-handed, so the ma- I like my matchup. Does that matter? Uh, he throws, I don't know. Yeah, he's lefty, and he throws gas. Uh, I, I got a full scouting report on him. I can share it with you guys. <laughs> I have a long, loping swing, so I'm screwed. And I, and I'm, I bat from the left side, so it's, it's yeah, I'd have no chance. I'd go oh, yeah, be three pitches, and I'd be out. I'd probably get hit. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to platoon you. I like yeah. this idea. Me and Pally Arulo would have to platoon. Yeah. I was terrible at baseball. <laughs> Perfect. You're, you're Sign me up. This. <laughs> We're just going to have Brandon pitch to everybody who's ever been on the podcast. Anybody who gets hit wins. <laughs> Brandon loses automatically. I'm being tweeted and texted by both Michael Rand and Holly Mantooth right now. What are they saying right they now? They want I us mean... to wrap up so they can drink with them. <laughs> oh, no. Well, she's in town, isn't she? Yes. And she's got a collar full of beer, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think they're going like on some camping trip up in the Northwoods or something. But like without that. a crockpot. Without a crockpot. Without a crockpot. Yeah, I think Holly broke the. Family she broke crock the crockpot. Yeah, she tried to make like barbecue wheat, like hot dogs or something like that. It's How do you break a crockpot like that? I don't know. I don't know. I wish Holly was here. So you could, so yeah, she could tell us. Probably like a soccer ball or something. Tried to kick it. You that know. Sounds right. But the top spin, like the Beckham guy, is it Brian Beckham, is that the guy? Bend it like Mantooth. Yeah, bend That's it like right. Mantooth. No, he didn't. Brian Beckham. Brian Beckham, yeah, kicked the crock pot into the goal, and uh, I believe that means they, India is a British... Um, colony again? Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. So. That oh. is exactly how it works. Yeah. So. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about before no. we go here? I'm glad, we, I'm glad we got into the running thing because Dylan is... Uh, insane. Insane. In a good way. Yes. I don't yeah. know if it's in a good way. It's in a danger. Yeah, my, I mean, my wife is a runner, and uh, she's, you know, she did her first, like, a weird, like, triathlon thing on Sunday, and she was very bitter afterwards and like, never doing this again. Yeah, what, uh, was it a weird triathlon? Yeah, what's weird about it? Just uh, all triathlons are weird. Like, oh, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't a full triathlon, but it was like a third of a mile swim, 15-mile bike, three-mile run. But it's I mean, still it, it's, still, it's a, like, more than I could ever do, and she, it was a swim that just got her. It was, she was swimming already, is the worst. It, I, it's, yeah, I mean, that's well, think about swimming. You're exhausted after you swim. I am yeah. terrible at swimming. Yeah. I like legitimately like I did. A, I've done a couple of triathlons, and I remember one mm-hmm. of them. They, you know, sometimes they start people in waves. This one, they started a person every three seconds, and I was going to be one of the last people to get to get into the water mm-hmm. so i like, there was a legitimate chance that i was going to be in like last place of the race like the last <laughs> one to get out of the water and so i told my wife and she was willing to like you know just pretend i was like that special guy at the end of the race and she's like Every, you know oh good for him he's so brave <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wasn't the very last so that was that was good but he's that's doing how this with i'm a two terrible legs and a oh, arm. I'm, I'm the worst swimmer for as you yeah. know much, I, as great at exercising as I am, yeah. <laughs> I suck. I don't float. I'm, I I, don't, yeah. I sink like a cinder block. But yeah, she finished and she, she finished and she's never doing it again. That was Ugh. that was her thing. So that, everybody says that no matter what you do. Exactly. Right after Actually, no. After her half marathon, she was like, "I'm exhausted, but I I enjoyed it." So, but yeah. So she'll be the next runner we have on because she wants to be on the podcast and yep, bitch awesome. about me, which I can't. I said we should have an all-wives version of the podcast. With you. What would that be? Clarence shot that idea down. No, that was Brandon. I wasn't on that podcast when you guys got that up. That was the one I missed. Does your wife want to be on the podcast? Uh, Nope. Does your wife know that this podcast exists? We we proved last week that Brandon's wife didn't actually know what the podcast was named. She calls it Space Facing. Yes. Space 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 Facing? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I don't know if she fully understands any of it that there's like people that actually do listen and I really don't know what she 
Well, there aren't actually people. Well, just grandmas. Grandmas. Yeah, yeah. Parker. You guys yeah. are grandmas. high the de- grandma demographic. Aaron Gleeman. <laughs> you know what? I don't know that we, the whole the whole Slayer Swamp Town thing, the whole all of it from the beginning <laughs> to end, we've never really got over. Has she seen going. Slapshot? I don't think so. I don't know. That might be part of the reason she doesn't get it. Yeah. It's probably a big part of it, or any of the Randball stuff, or Twitter, or any of that. I don't think she really cares about any of it. So that's it. <laughs> she doesn't know about it's it. Your special internet friends? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you're on the face push or the oh, space so facing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing. All right. Well, see ya. Hey, I mm-hmm. all right. I have a question for the dads out there. Yeah. You know, I know. You know, that's a, there's a repeated no, segment. What? Oh, you're out. I was like, what? We're done? No, I, I know, it, you know it's the uh, parental advice. Yep. So I, I had a couple posts over the weekend where I don't know if I was being a bad father, but my, you know, I've got a kid a little older than Brandon's. He likes to run a lot as well. Not as much of a problem, but you know, he's now into the stage where he's willing to try different things to eat. Mm-hmm. And so I was giving the dog a some chicken jerky dog treats, mm-hmm. and the, the kid <laughs> wanted to try one. And sure. I was... I had probably had a few beers, and I just figured, why the hell not? You know, let him figure it out on his own. Is is that a bad idea? No, uh, no, it's jerky. If it was not actual either. dog food, dog food, then yes, terrible parent. Where, where, where's the line then? Jerky, jerky, jerky's the line. Because I mean, regular jerky <laughs> like and ro- jerky for dogs can't be. No, it was ro- it was jerky for dogs. Yeah, it, it, it can't be. Uh, hey, di- dimes were the difference, if yeah. I had to guess. I mean, basically it, the same thing. He took like a little bite and kind of then he gave it to the dog, but. Yeah, I, 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 I also let him drink a cup of salsa. Is that kids love salsa? Drink a cup of salsa. I, I, we were at uh, like <laughs> well, those restaurants where they give you the yeah, little, they have like the salsa thing. The and like, oh yeah. First Clarence he was dipping is, the thing, his chip in there, and then he just wanted to drink it. So my like, oldest daughter, on the first time we took her to a restaurant, was the Mexican Village in St. Cloud, and they had a little basket of chips and the salsa, and she just went after the salsa. I think she thought it was Kool Aid. <laughs> and just yeah, the the diapers after that were an interesting. Uh, oh no! That was like you know close. going up river in Vietnam. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was rough. It was rough, but uh, kids love their to drink their salsa. So yeah, I am. I understand. I've been there. I've done that. So that's okay. Let let the kid eat whatever he wants. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I would. I, I, I would. I would not revisit the dog food anytime soon. No, but I, it's jerky. It's yeah, yeah jerky. It's I a mean, dog treat. I think I mean, the line is if the dog has already tried to eat it and given up on it and then you yeah. give it to the kid. That's bad. Bad thing. No, sure. Right. If it goes kid then dog, okay. Dog yeah. then kid, not okay. <laughs> what if the kid's running around naked after bath time and the dog licks his butt? Uh, then you are a head coach from Mankato State <laughs> University and you're about to lose your job. <laughs> uh, There's no videos. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, that's I that's I, I refrain from commenting. No, uh, things happen. Yeah, you know, the hell, yeah. Exactly. life's full of life's full of things that yeah. happen, and what are you gonna do? Exactly. You just gotta move on. For the rebuttal, Todd <laughs> Hoffner. Sorry. Um, uh, you can end it probably now, John. <laughs> I think I want to let it run. See where else we get. Let's see. I have else? to go to the bathroom. So you can <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought you guys didn't have lines. Now I thought, now, now I got to see where the line is. Yeah. Now. No, the line is. Oh yeah. Well, well, you found the line know, pretty damn. <laughs> we found the line I'm a long time ago. Uh, Clarence's grandma is going to be upset on that one. Uh, she's dead, Dylan. Yep. Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> both dead. Too yeah, soon. Wow. Oh, sorry. Wow. Yeah, now it's getting sad. All right. Let's wrap it up. My family's lived after sixty. You're a crazy person. It just doesn't happen. The Swamp Towns are in. 
Yeah, early no, departing. Got another Clay. ten years in me, but at least I know it. Maybe That's we should try some rice. I think that helps. Nope. Japanese people nope. live really long. They eat a lot of rice. Good work. for them. That's great on their little tiny island. They can live forever. That sounds like a blast. I'll be out here in wide open spaces eating my steak. Right? So that's what I'd prefer. Yeah. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, our thanks to Dylan for coming well, on. At Ruffcat on Twitter, if you're not following him, we suggest yes. you follow him. Do you have any questions on running or chafing? Of, He's yep. your guy. Yeah, a lot, of, lot of pictures of the shit, shit my kid eats. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> He's our... <laughs> He's our chafing expert. He's our yep. running expert. Yep. He's also our NBA, NBA draft, draft expert. expert. Yeah. So, so. Thanks for coming on, talking NBA draft. Thanks with for us. having me, guys. Um, we're on Twitter at, at Sporting mm-hmm. Podcast. Everybody else is on Twitter. So there might be a podcast next week. There might not. We'll let you guys know. Yeah, we are talking about maybe doing just the after dark version next week. I'm trying yeah. to edit that. Well, it may be a best of. So, but we got to. It's not a best of. It's previously it's unpublished material. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> don't get mad at us. So many just slurs. because we're tired of talking oh, to each other. It's going to be crazy. Probably. We may we may not we may not be pub- able to publish it even on the internet. So NSA is listening. NSA That's is true. listening right now. The NSA, I they're, feel bad for the, the one guy. <laughs> the one guy who's like, why do I have to listen to this stupid <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, S Snowden, S NSA, S a giant D, NSA, right here. Suck on this. That would be the title of the podcast. Suck on this. S and D. NSA. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you whenever we come back. Love all of you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.